Okay, today I want to talk about how to become a successful video content creator. And to do this, I'm super pleased to say I'm joined by Chris Collins, aka Call Me Chris. You have been super successful on TikTok with over 43 million followers, so over 5.4 million followers on YouTube, and just under 2 million followers on Instagram. So you're the perfect person to speak to about this. So I'm super excited. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> it's been a crazy couple of years, but um, yeah, it's it's been really fun. So, <laughs> yeah, so maybe we can it. start by you telling us a bit more about your journey as a creator and how this all started. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Um, I kind of fell into it because of the pandemic, actually. I, um, I was a hairdresser before all of this um, and I had my own business and everything. So I was self-employed and then, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> the pandemic hit. Oh my gosh, my voice. <clears throat> apologies, apologies. Um, and then the pandemic hit and uh, I had to close my doors. And then yeah. my little brother of all people told me that I should download TikTok because he knows that I have a bit of a funny bone and I like making funny videos. So I was like, okay, like it, it probably won't amount to anything. And then I think fast forward maybe less than two months and I started to go as they would say viral I guess and all my videos started to pick up and I thought I was like okay maybe I could actually do this for a career well I didn't think that until maybe six months into it but um once it once it started generating some income I was like okay maybe I can put the hairbrush down and, and start making videos um so that's when it all started and then I I, I was posting every single day uh comedy skits and um yeah, I think people found that they could relate to them and they, maybe they saw themselves in some of my characters because I have like 30 different characters that I play um, through my sketch comedy and everything. And yeah, that's kind of the the gist of my journey so far. <laughs> Very good. And, and do yeah. you think anyone, any brand, be it a personal or business, needs to have a video presence nowadays and a presence on TikTok? You know what? I think I think I well, you see so many big companies now um, with a presence on TikTok now or, or trying to make it on TikTok because it, it, it is uh, I'd say it's the biggest platform right now. Um, I mean, YouTube is, is very large as well, but I think it is important for companies to get on these platforms because that's where their consumers are. Um, and that's why uh, companies come to me and other other TikTokers, YouTubers um, to promote their companies because mm -hmm. that's that's what that's what the consumers are watching right and we can weave it into a way that we know that the consumers like to watch it as well so yeah i think it is i think it is really important nowadays so how do you create your own content strategy and how do you decide mm -hmm. what content to produce and where to put it yeah um well like i said i do a lot of sketch comedy and and that kind of thing so i kind of have a set schedule for myself otherwise i'm just I'm very cluttery, not very organized. So I need to keep a keep a Google calendar and say that uh, in the mornings I are usually for writing and then the afternoons are usually for filming. And then if I need to be editing anything, if I have to edit anything, my editor doesn't, then I do editing at night kind of thing. So, but I mean, I have a lot of different platforms. So usually TikTok is beginning of the day, YouTube is midday. And so I do have a set schedule and then the types of content that I post to is uh, I try not, I don't want to burn out. So I try to do, that's why I have the 30 different characters. That's why I've 
created so many so i have different characters to go to because if if i only had one i feel like people would get bored really fast (laughs) so (laughs) yeah it's kind of just um spacing out everybody's storyline that way and then with youtube it's uh it's like a whole different beast it's um I'm still trying to figure out YouTube. I know I have 5 million subscribers, but I'm still so new to it. So, so I post twice a week on there. Um, but I've been doing that since uh, a year and a half ago. And it's it's been working out good. And I haven't burned out just yet. So so you publish fewer posts on YouTube. It's like yeah. longer posts. Yep. Yeah. So the YouTube posts are anywhere from usually 10 to 17 minutes max. So it is longer format, but the filming, usually I'm getting anywhere from an hour to three to four hours of footage that need to be edited down. So it's a much longer process. So that's why I keep it to the two days a week. And that's what I found just viewing other people's channels, um, how, how much they're posting and how much they can keep up. Mm. Um, cause I do want to be in it for the long run. So I don't want to burn out. No. So that's what I've, I've found has worked and I've talked to other creators and that's what has worked for them and everything. But TikTok, I, I usually, it's, it's anywhere from four to six days a week. Um, depending cause those still take me anywhere from an hour to three hours to make sometimes. And that's just like write and film. And then I have to edit them as well. So I might be putting in a little bit more effort than some people because the TikTok is also just for like just the most random like little dances or whatever but I kind of um like produce <laughs> a whole thing so it takes a nice longer. and then I guess Instagram sits somewhere in the middle right between those two yeah yeah and Instagram I do um sometimes recycle some of my TikTok content on there because there is actually a lot of people that can't uh, access uh, or sorry uh yeah they can't access tiktok so i repost it on instagram and same as youtube um and then obviously i'll do more uh like photography kind of or like uh yeah like photography type of content on there i try to make different content on every single platform so it's not just recycled content constantly mm-hmm. on all my platforms so people have a reason to go to my other platforms um so yeah that one doesn't take as much of my time but it's just another one and then there's twitch too but that's a whole other thing (laughs) so what would be your top tips for anyone who wants to become a video content creator yeah i mean obviously i do what i love and i love writing comedy and i love um creating these different characters and all that kind of stuff and i think that has a lot uh to do with the success i've had because i enjoy it um so i would start with something you actually enjoy doing um, and then, and then if you, if you really want to succeed with it, you do need to manage your time very well. And that's something I've always been really poor at. So I've gotten better and better through that and just staying consistent because you're not going to make one video. I mean, maybe you will, but you're not going to make one video and then become an inter- internet success overnight. Um, very few people do that you can, but, mm-hmm. uh, I found like at the very beginning, I was making like five to eight videos a day, which is ridiculous i wouldn't do that now where i am but but i just i that was for fun and then when it started to catch on i kind of kept up that consistency and um, yeah the more you put yourself out there the more people are going to see you and and if you're enjoying it people people can tell there's some people i think that are on the internet that are doing things that they may not enjoy and it's uh you can kind of see through that so Mm. yeah those are those are my little tidbits of advice and what mistakes have you made along the way and what you learned from them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to making like the five to eight videos a day for over a year, every single day, that was probably my first mistake. Like 
<laughs> I, I, um, I definitely had a period, multiple periods of uh, burning out and getting pretty low and thinking that I couldn't take a break. And uh, it was just a feeling of guilt. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all on yourself. Like people are, aren't going to care if you take one day off. Like, they're, <laughs> like I'm okay, but they're not really going to miss me. So that that was one big thing. Is uh, and it's a I'm I'm an advocate for mental health and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't really taking care of myself during the whole process. So, and now I make sure I put that first, and then I I uh, focus on work. So I'm focusing more on quality over quantity. Um, that was definitely a big thing. And then, and then the getting into the, uh, income and all that kind of thing. And I was self-employed before, but it was, uh, figuring out how to manage my money and, and do all that was, um, <laughs> something I, I, I wish I had figured out a little sooner in the game, but now. Okay. Now so great. how do you generate income then as mm -hmm. a content creator? Yeah, I have, um, multiple streams of revenue. Uh, I generate income uh, from TikTok brand deals. It's currently in Canada where I'm from. We actually don't have the creator fund, so I don't actually make any money from views on TikTok. So I generate income through brand deals on TikTok and um, uh, Instagram, same thing. And then YouTube, uh, that that's generated through views and Google AdSense and then on top of brand deals as well. And uh, similar to Twitch, that's more of uh, like by donation and um, people subscribing. And then I have merchandise as well. So I generate income from that. Um, and yeah, so it's just it's just kind of uh, multiple streams of revenue. So that that's kind of where it became overwhelming because I was like, I don't know <laughs> how to manage all this. And how, how do you manage it? Um, I... I've been managing it through this wonderful company that I've been investing in actually able. Um, and I wish I had found them a lot sooner, uh, but it's a mobile app that essentially it's, it's for self-employed people that need to manage their money. It's not for the typical nine to five jobber, which I haven't had for like six years now. I've been self-employed. Um, but essentially it just makes your, your finances, super easy um and you don't even need to think about it which is what i need because i like i said i'm a very scramble-brained person so <laughs> how do you use the, the app and how does it work yeah so uh, you set it up um with your bank account and everything but essentially when you get paid through for me like if i get paid by a brand or if i get paid through uh, google adsense or any of these uh companies it it uh, goes through the app for you and then it puts aside the money you're going to need to pay in taxes, like a regular nine to five job, like they, they do that for you. Like if you get your paycheck, the taxes are already taken off. You don't need to worry about it. That's your money. So that's essentially what the app does for self-employed people. Um, so because that was the issue I had when I started all this is that you're making this income and you're not realizing that like this, not that I was going on, you know, <laughs> crazy vendors and spending all the money, but it, like not all that money is yours. That, that money is going to need to go back to the government. So mm -hmm. this basically makes you not have to even worry about that. The money you get is the money that is yours. So, and that it's put aside for end of year, end of quarter, or whenever you pay your taxes. So yeah, it's, uh, it's very helpful. <laughs> Good. When you then look at your channels, how much do you use data and analytics to help you understand how things are performing and guide you to future content? 
Yeah, uh, analytics have, uh, at first I didn't focus on them, but it, it really does matter, even looking at demographics, looking at view durations, looking at which videos are doing well, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I keep track of everything. Probably it, YouTube's different than TikTok, but if I'm focusing on TikTok, I'll look at TikToks for about a 48 hour period and see how they're doing. And then I'll just like uh, look at the video and break it down and see why that video did poorly or why it did well. And I mean, so, sometimes the algorithm just doesn't like you that day and that's why it doesn't do well. But most of the time, if it's getting shared really often and and there are a lot of likes or a lot of comments, then you're knowing that, okay, this video succeeded and I need to know why. And maybe it's the relatability aspect. Maybe it's that I caught the viewer at a really early time because people like to scroll really fast. So you need to catch them, you know, the first one to two seconds, you need to be doing something to catch the viewer. Um, but, and the same thing with, with YouTube videos with view duration and maybe it's the thumbnail that wasn't good enough, or maybe the video was too long because people's attention spans, I feel are getting shorter and shorter. So the analytics absolutely um, are something that I think every creator should be looking at and, uh, and like, like I'm my own worst enemy, but you, you need to be open to your analytic criticism. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So do you feel that the content will get shorter and shorter over time? because of the attention span going down? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because I actually just heard that TikTok is going to be doing 10-minute videos now mm. or something like that. And and maybe that's to combat with YouTube because YouTube is a longer format. But I think uh, short form is definitely the form that's going to stick around. I, even with TikTok having the three minutes right now, I don't see anybody using that feature. Mm. Um, and usually those aren't the videos that are, are being successful. So... I think shorter format will continue to thrive. And I think we're going to see other platforms come out with shorter format as well. Um, mm. And yeah, even, even with that feature, especially on TikTok, I'm still only, I think the longest videos I do are maybe two minutes, but, and those usually I notice don't do as well because people aren't willing to watch it. So mm. it's interesting. And then same thing with YouTube, YouTube videos. A lot of people used to make like 20 to 30 minute YouTube videos, but now it's like the 10 minute mark is kind of the mark you want to stop the video at. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So you mentioned Twitch as one of the mm -hmm. platforms that you're starting to look at. So what other yeah. upcoming platforms are you keeping an eye on? Yeah, at Twitch, I, I, I was dabbling more with that at, uh, the end of the winter or last year I guess yeah in 2021 and uh, I've been traveling so much so I haven't been able to stream as much on there but that's definitely one I want to grow on a lot more because I do enjoy it's just another platform where I can do something different in, in terms of uh, I play video games and that kind of thing and um, it's it's a whole different group of people there so I can I can get that group of people over to my other platforms as well and I can use um my comedy to commentate and that kind of thing. And uh, the subscriber base is a really interesting um, and good source of income as well, because you have like a certain set of subscribers that you get monthly. Um, so that's, that's the platform I want to grow on as well on as well. And then, and then I also am looking to get more into the traditional space as well in terms of like TV and movies and that kind of thing on top of all of, all of this. So, uh, and, possibly making my own show um, and everything like that. So that's another 
step I want to take. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think of some of the more traditional social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter? Have they got any relevance for you? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, Facebook is one that I'm trying to get back on now. But as like my company, not not just because as of right now, I only have um, a personal account on there. But there's I'm definitely there's a whole other demographic on Facebook right now. Like it's more, I'd say, like from the 30 to 60 age range uh, that's on there right now. Like I don't see the younger generation on there as mu as much, but um, I'm definitely looking to utilize Facebook uh, more. I'm, I'm actually in talks with a company to help me um, put essentially recycle my content onto Facebook. Um, so I won't necessarily be making new content on there, but uh, yeah, Facebook and, and Snapchat actually, because they're coming out with their version of uh, TikTok as well. So it's, you kind of just want to utilize every single platform. So, but, and then Twitter, I've actually, to be honest, never have had Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly because everybody I talk to or everything I see is very uh, controversial and negative on Twitter, <laughs> but maybe I should look into it more. Um, but that's, it's, it's hard to juggle all the platforms. So that's probably the last one I'll look at if I'm like yeah. really bored. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to utilize Twitter. And I guess the big buzzword at the moment is the metaverse, finding ways to create more immersive ways of connecting with your fans. Is this something you're yeah. looking into? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking into actually uh, touring, um, if that's an example of that at all. Because, I, because of COVID and everything, um, I really haven't, I mean, I meet people on the street and stuff, but I really haven't... Uh, been able to meet the people that follow me and, and help me have this job so I'm uh, planning a tour hopefully in the fall so I can go to a few different cities and, and meet people and everything and I, I mean I'm, I'm quite involved with my audience online and in like my comment sections and in my dms and all that kind of thing but um, I think it's different to actually see the people it'll be interesting because I, I, I don't know who'd show up but <laughs> yeah now, that would be super interesting and yeah. any plans to create a digital avatar so you can then go and, and meet people in the virtual world yeah absolutely like are, are you talking in terms of um like nfts and that kind of thing yeah. or yeah 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 absolutely we're in we're in talks with that as well and i'm working with able with uh also the company that i invested in with uh doing all my financials and everything and we're, we're going to be coming out with nfts as well to help with that as well to give people the incentive to come and uh see me on tour or like we'll have something involved where it's like oh you know you get the first hundred of these nfts and then you'll get tickets to here so we're trying to figure out a way to combine everything and, and i'm very new to the nft space and everything um but I think it'll be a good way to bring in uh, like a tight knit community of people. Um, but yeah. Very good. And what yeah. projects are on the horizon for you? You've mentioned a few already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the NFTs and the touring and hopefully I can actually do some sort of traditional media and that kind of thing. Um, and obviously I'm very excited to be working with uh, and investing in ABLE and everything and, seeing how well they do and I know they will do well because I don't I see this being like 
a really big platform that all creators can use and feel a lot less stressed because I know that's how I felt being self-employed like Mm -hmm. for the past six years. But um, yeah, those are, those are all my big projects right now. Um, I have a bunch of little ones too. Like I'm hopefully writing like a graphic novel and doing some other things. There's like a hundred different things on my plate, but Um, those are the, those are the big things. (laughs) Keeping yourself busy very busy very busy very good thank you so much chris for sharing your your insights today yeah absolutely thank you for having me